0: to accelerate. I must say so myself. Um, Day one was beyond description. Day two was full of wisdom and grace. Day three. And then yesterday, my pastor was here, Reverend Sam Adeyemi. How many people were in the house yesterday? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then today, someone say, Accelerate 2017. I am accelerating into the second half of 2017. My prayer is that this same spirit of rejoicing and celebration will not depart from your house. In Jesus' mighty name. If you've missed any of the days of this conference, please buy the truth and sell it not. That's what the Bible says, right? Buy the truth and sell it not. And I trust that the God of all grace will continue to remind you and bring the words and the blessings and everything you've learned and heard in this conference to your memory and to your heart in Jesus' mighty name. Remember, it is the doer of the word. Amen? It is the doer of the word that is blessed and not just the hearer. So this morning, I have a very short word of encouragement to the house. It's a very short word because um, I believe that all the spirit of God wants to do in this house this morning is... I mean, the seeds have fallen. The seeds, for as many people as have been to this conference from the start... The seeds have fallen on the ground of your heart, isn't it? There's just one last activation that the Lord wants to do in your life. And you will not go home until you have caught that spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. amen. Very quickly this afternoon, turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Judges. I'm speaking this morning, this afternoon actually, on the subject, the roar of a lion. Someone say that with me, the roar of a lion. Now in Judges chapter 13, the Bible tells us a story from Judges 13 all the way to chapter 16, the Bible tells us the story of a young man called Samson and just gives us the story of his life. It describes that there was a man in Israel at that time called Manoah. He and his wife had not had a child up until that time and His wife, the Bible doesn't even mention her name. That's how, you know, that's how it can be sometimes. Her name is not even mentioned. She's just Manoah's wife. But the Bible describes them as having waited for a long, long season. Waited through a season of fruitlessness, barrenness, trusting and waiting for her seed. There's someone in this room that the season of barrenness and dryness comes to an end for you.
1: At the word of the Lord,
0: you receive fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. And an angel came up to her. Um, Judges chapter 13. I'll read, from, I'll read from verse 2. Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children. But, someone say, but. But. but, but, there's a but to the story. I don't know what has confronted you since the beginning of the year January, February, March, April, May, and then June. Can someone say, There is a but? There is a but, is a but to the story. I said, You have been barren, yes. But he says, indeed, now you are barren and have born no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Now hear that awesome testimony, that awesome prophecy that had gone on about this child. Now it's interesting that the angel here did not describe the details of how exactly this son that was coming was going to deliver his people from the hands of the Philistines. All it says there was, you were barren, you who once were called barren, you will have a son. And this shall happen. He shall deliver his people. He will be a Nazarite. Don't cut his hair. All right, that was the, the vow that the Nazarites made. You do not cut his hair, no strong drink and all of that. But he will deliver his people. So a word of prophecy had gone out concerning this young boy, Samson. If you read on in the story, the woman goes home, tells her husband, Manoah. He was like, ah, but we should have some more details about how to take care of this Boy, and they prayed, and then the angel of the Lord came a second time. So all of this is just to express from this verse how this young boy, Samson, before he even appeared on the scene, there were these words that had gone on ahead of him. And I don't know what the situation of your life has been. I don't know if anyone had spoken a word like this concerning you before you came and said, a son is coming, or a daughter is coming, and she will be this, or she will be that. The truth is, whether or not anyone told you that this has been the prophecy concerning you, the truth is, we are a chosen generation, amen? And every word in the Bible, every word, every promise that God has given us is a prophecy concerning you and concerning me. So there is a word of prophecy that has gone on concerning you, amen? Amen. Now, the details of how that word of prophecy will come to pass is what you work out. And it is in the atmosphere of acceleration and putting your hands to do the things that God has called you to do, that you begin to see those things manifest in your life. Amen. It's interesting that this young boy, Samson, the Bible describes that after the angel came a second time and spoke to his parents, the Bible says that she conceived, his mother conceived, and had a son if you scroll all the way down to verse 24 the bible says so the woman bore a son and called his name samson someone say samson and the child grew and the lord blessed him from verse 25 and the spirit of the lord began to move upon him at mahane dan between zorah and eshtau Moving on to chapter 14 from verse 1. Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me as a wife. Verse 3. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. Now I want us to read together from verse 4. Are we ready? One, two, let's go. But his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. So just look at it right there. The Bible says that the Lord inspired it. Strange things happening around his life. Don't forget, a world of prophecy had gone on concerning Samson. But the details of how his life will unfold, they didn't have all of those details. All they knew was that this was a son that God had promised us. All they knew was that the, the angel told them that this son would deliver his people, his nation, from the hand of the Philistines. And the Bible describes in this verse that in the middle of just doing what they thought, they didn't realize that God had set them up, you see. They didn't realize. And many of us in our lives, going about day in, day out, we don't realize the Machinations and the mathematical equations that God has put around us, setting us up for opportunities for deliverance, opportunities for miracles, but just in the course of everyday life. Someone say everyday life. The Lord will interrupt your day. May the Lord interrupt your day with opportunities for greatness. In Jesus' mighty name. Now from verse 5, the Bible says, So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother. Don't forget, he's going to get a wife from the Philistines. He went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyard of Timnah. Now, this is where it really gets interesting for me. Now, to his surprise. Someone say surprise. Now, to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand, but he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Ladies and gentlemen, this afternoon, the truth is that Samson must have left his house that morning. A lion may have been the last thing at the back of his mind. He was simply going out to look for a wife or something. And the Bible says, to his surprise, a lion roared at him. And what do you do? I mean, what is the typical response of any one of us when a lion or some dangerous situation stares us in the face? You run away, isn't it? But here is this young man, Samson. And he says, to his surprise, this lion came out of nowhere. And roared at him. And it's the same way sometimes in our lives that, you know, we enter into strange circumstances that surprise us. You started a job, for example, and the job seems to hold all the promise of a better life. But to your surprise, you get in on that job. And it seems like the hounds of hell were all sitting there and waiting for you to resume. One issue after the other. Or maybe it's someone else who got married thinking... This is my ticket to eternal bliss. And then you realize at some point in this marriage that the kind of thoughts you are thinking are, I must have made a mistake. This man or this woman I married must have been sent from the devil to come and torment my life. There are circumstances in your life you get to like that where you hear the roar of this lion, a surprising roar of a lion. But here is Samson. In a situation where any sane person should run away from, what does he do? He runs towards this lion. And in the running towards the lion, what happens? Destiny begins to unfold. Ladies and gentlemen, can I put it to you this afternoon? That in those things that you run away from, that seem to terrorize us and terrify us from day to day, in some of those circumstances are the seed to your acceleration and your elevation in life. You just need to see those circumstances the right way. Amen. Amen. And in life, the truth is we're, all, we're either usually either running away from something or running towards something. Someone this morning is thinking, hi, Pastor, if you know the circumstances of my youth and the poverty that showed me growing up, even you will acknowledge that I need to be running away. Someone else is thinking, look, if you know the kind of abuse I suffered as a child, you will understand why I need to be running away from that. But you know the thing about running away from stuff? When you're running away, it fills you with emotions of fear, emotions of hopelessness, emotions of terror. And the Bible tells us that we live by faith. Amen. That is our DNA as children of God. We live by faith. Faith is our lingua franca in this faith that we have joined. So can I put it to you today that rather than running away from those memories of the past... Can you begin to form a picture of a preferable future and use that as an anchor of faith to pursue that picture that God has for you? The Bible says in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. Samson didn't know it at that point, but God was bringing him to an expected end through that experience with a young lion. Amen. So let me ask you this morning. What have you been running away from? What are those circumstances that God had set you up to conquer? And through those circumstances, to rise up higher. But that you seem to always run away from. I think it's time to stop running. And to start facing up to some of these young lions. Amen. Amen. So let me ask you this morning, in your own circumstance and where you are, what is your young lion? In the place where you are in your life, what represents that young lion to you? That lion, that thing that roars and terrorizes you and you keep asking, but God, why won't you change this circumstance? And it seems as though God is not hearing. Paul said something, he said that, and I besought the Lord that he would take away this thorn thorn from my flesh. But God said what? My grace is sufficient for you. There is something that grace has been released for you to dominate and conquer. But yet we spend time crying, weeping, wailing, and even running from it. Receive grace to confront those giants in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Problems, trials, challenges. All those things. They were actually meant by heaven to give you an opportunity and a circumstance with which to fill out your spiritual resume. Do you know what a resume is? In the physical, when you're approaching a new job or a new employer, you go with your resume. It tells them what you've done, what qualifies you for the new role you're entering. So many of us have a resume or a CV. Have you thought about it in the spirit? What do you have on your spiritual CV? There was a young man in, in the book of 1 Samuel 16. We know, many of us know his story. His name is David. The Bible describes David as the youngest son of this man called Jesse. And while his brothers went off to war, he was in the backside of the wilderness. Attending to sheep and doing all of that. But on this faithful day. Someone say fateful day. Faithful day. The prophet Samuel came to his father's house. And anointed him. Nothing about David. Seems to speak about kingship. But yet the prophet said. I will not sit down here today. Until you bring that young boy to me. That is the Lord anointed. Bring him. And then oil was poured on his head. Anyone would expect that after oil has been poured on your head by the prophet Samuel. What next? We should go about and raising shoulders in the market square. Please, I'm too big for this ship now. I'm a a king, right? That's what you would expect. But David simply went back home, went back to doing his father's business. And on this fateful day, his father sent him to the war front to go and give supplies to his brothers. In 1 Samuel chapter 17. The Bible describes that when David got to the valley of Elah, where the battle was going on, he heard this giant of a man speaking nonsense. I can only try to imagine what was going on in David's mind that day. (laughs) The army of Israel just standing and quaking and shivering, listening to this Philistine defiling the armies of God, how dare he? And the king, the king himself, saw the Bible says, with his men, every time Goliath came to shout, what happened? They were scared and shivering. What was it about David at that time that made him look at this same tall tree of a man and look at him from head to toe? as intimidating as he must have seemed, as intimidating as he must have sounded, and conclude that you are simply an uncircumcised Philistine. Shout all you want, roar all you want, but I have concluded that because I am in covenant with Jehovah, there is nothing your roar can make me fear. Amen. And then Saul, the king, saw here that there's this young boy just mouthing off and saying, "Hey, he wants to go and kill this giant. And he calls him, okay, d- come, young man, please tell me why, what is it that makes you think that you are a giant killer? Because I'm sure so it wasn't written on David's forehead. Like I said, even his own family, his father, didn't even think he was king material when Samuel came to his house. So there must have been nothing about David on the outside that looked like king. So Saul was asking him, what is it that you think qualifies you to step up to this giant? When stronger men, trained men of war, cannot step up to Goliath. And what did David say? In verse... Hallelujah. So verse 36. I'll start from verse 34. So Saul had asked David in verse 33. You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you're a youth and he is a man of war from his own youth. Verse 34. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck And killed it. Do you see that right there? He's reeling out his spiritual CV. He said, you know what? I may not have done Goliath giant killing. But I've done lion killing. I've done bear killing. How dare this thing think he can defy the armies of God. I have experience in bringing down lions. People of God. God is calling you in this season, in this time. And he's speaking to your heart and saying, it is time for you to arise, son and daughter of my kingdom. It is time for you to begin to bring down those lions, bring down those bears, bring down those giants that have terrorized you up until now. What is it that has terrorized you up until now? You know, I remember a story. I've shared it before, but I'll just share it again. It was during my service year, I think it was, and... One of those community development days, I went into this compound, this open compound, and I was with a colleague and a friend. I think we were looking for either a photocopier or something. I don't recall the full story. But we step into this compound, not realizing that they had a ferocious dog within the compound. And you know how those dogs like to do. They'll wait for you to be in the center. They'll let you come in very well. It's not from the entrance. And here we are, me and my friend, we walked into this compound and suddenly out of nowhere, this dog with ferocious facts just comes out and charges for us. So in that split second in my mind, I just thought, okay, they say if you don't run, the dogs will not attack you, right? So I thought, okay, okay, so let's stand. But from the corner of my eye, I saw... My friends, you know the CD boots, the brown CD shoes. It was just the boots I saw. She had disappeared. So in that one moment, I knew that that my defense, my defense of standing still, it was no longer a defense. What do you do? When one person is running away, right? The dog was coming. And I just, I think I just whispered a simple prayer. Lord, help me. What do I do? And it just rose out of my spirit, out of nowhere that day. It just said, Just begin to bark. I mean, yes, I mean it. And here was this ferocious dog lunging for me and barking with its teeth. You know, you know how it looks. And I stand my ground and I begin to bark at this dog. Hallelujah. Believe me, even the the dog was shocked. It stopped in its tracks. (laughs) It literally stopped in its tracks like, (gasps) but this does not look like a dog like me. (laughs) What is going on here? Beloved, can I tell you that there are some circumstances in your life that if you will only dare to roar back, for every time it roars against you, you roar back and you will see the salvation of the Lord. Isaiah 52 says, Arise, daughter of Zion. Arise and put on strength. This is a season where you need to put on strength. And those things that seemed too big, those things that seem that they were that they were already inspired to devour you you turn around and you devour them amen the bible says that the enemy the devil is like a roaring lion he roams around like a roaring lion if that was the end of the story then maybe we would have reasons to be afraid but the bible doesn't stop there it says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may may you be devoured No, hallelujah. And how do you make sure? You stand your ground and say, devil, you may not devour this one. You stand on your authority as a child of God. And you enforce dominion in the name of Jesus. You resist that devil. And the Bible says he will flee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, we are more than conquerors. The Bible describes that we are more than conquerors. You know, these young lions, these lions that come against us one way, the Bible says they will be scattered before our face seven ways. They come disguised as problems. They come disguised as trials and challenges. Things that want to try and take faith out of your heart and make you shiver and quake and fear. Our job, the Bible says, is to resist him steadfast in the faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. And when you get into the word, and the Bible describes that you. Are more than a conqueror. Then you square your shoulders and you say, no, the devil may not devour this one. And sometimes you may feel sick in your body and the enemy is trying to tell you, I thought you said you were the redeemed of the Lord. And you square your shoulders and you say, "Uh uh-huh, he said he would bless my bread, bless my water, take sickness away from the midst of me. I am redeemed, hallelujah. The word of God on your inside is what allows you and capacitates you to stand your ground amen amen in this season you need to get into the word and find those things that the word has said about you and make war. the bible says to what a good warfare with those words that the bible says concerning you you will not fail you will not miss it in Jesus mighty name amen Isaiah 52 that I quoted earlier, it says, Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. So there's a strength that is your own. Can you ask yourself this morning, where is my strength? Where is my strength? The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Ask yourself, where is my strength? And I want you to speak to yourself this morning. Arise, awake. This is the season to arise. This is the reason to awake. Every dormancy within me, every dullness within me, everything that has gone fallow and gone to waste, arise, awake, in the name of Jesus. God is speaking to the capacity within you. Because as you come against these young lions in your life, what you find is that those young lions and those challenges, they are a refiner of the grace that God has put on your inside. Someone has cried long enough about that particular circumstance. You've cried enough. You've labored enough on that issue. This is the season where the Bible says, oh, I love thee. This just came to my heart. I love the account in Ezekiel 37. The Bible says that the prophet Ezekiel stood overlooking a valley of dry bones. And he begins to have a conversation with the Lord. And God asks him a question. Can these dry bones live? And he says, Lord, thou knowest. And God tells him what? Begin to prophesy. Begin to speak to those dry bones. Now, I don't know what dry bones seems to have followed you or have been a permanent fixture around your life. You see, in this season of acceleration... In this season where God has begun to ignite some of those prophecies that he has spoken to you in seasons past. Some of those prophecies that you have asked and said, Lord, when will this one too come to pass? When will this one begin to work in my life? In this season. As the rain of the Holy Spirit goes forth and begins to touch those areas of your life, I want you to open up your mouth and begin to speak into every area of your life that needs to receive a shaking this morning. Someone has forgotten. I know you forgot somewhere along the line. In the middle of all the issues of life, you forgot that you were a giant killer. You forgot that you were an obstacle crusher. You forgot that God had invested that power in you. But it's time today to awake and to arise and begin to speak to yourself. The blood of Jesus paid for too much for you to stay broke, sick, disgusted, busted. The blood of Jesus that saves you, the blood of Jesus that was shed for you, it's worth much more than to leave us broke, busted, disgusted, Paul, hallelujah. So what is it this morning that represents that young lion? I want you to just begin to speak. We begin to reflect on your life this afternoon. I want you to just begin to reflect. What is that area you need to speak to in your life right now? What is that thing in your life that you need to address right now? Maybe you thought before now that the fact that I was going through this circumstances must mean that God was angry at me. God is not angry at you. Amen. He has simply put you in a situation where you can arise and begin to flex your muscles and stand your ground. Amen. Don't see every challenge as an indication of God's displeasure. He's calling you up. He's saying, come up higher. Come up higher. The place where you're standing is too low. You need to rise up higher. He has set you up in this season for elevation, for promotion in the name of Jesus. Romans 8 tells us that the earnest of creation Is just waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God This is the season where you need to manifest Manifest, manifest Don't forget, Samson was simply going about his business that day He was simply on the way somewhere else And to his surprise, a lion came at him The seeds of greatness and the opportunities for greatness In and around your life They are right there in the middle of your everyday life Someone is asking Oh God I don't even know my purpose I wish you would tell me what is my purpose Your purpose is inside you It is right there It's in those everyday challenges that you come up against Now will you sit back and run away Or will you face those giants And will you roar back Rassele bossha nakarabassele bosshanta kababa Speak to them today Speak to them today Rasende kere bosshanta rabarabassele bosshanta kababa sette kere bossha sanda karabara bashete kere rere suntukara bosshanta kababa Someone is speaking concerning their work Someone is speaking concerning their business There must have been a challenge There might have been a challenge That has seemed to have pursued you From the beginning of the year And the Bible is saying And the Lord is saying to you today Will you speak back For every voice that is speaking Discouragement and lack Will you speak back Will you face that situation and will you speak back? Will you allow the rivers of living water on your inside to be released and to go forth and to war a good warfare on your behalf? Raselebo 2 Corinthians tells us, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. He leads us in triumphant procession. He leads you in triumphant procession. That means that he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. That triumph, he's waiting on you. But he always leads us, the Bible says. He always leads us. He's right There in front, leading you. If you will lift up your eyes and see the Lord your God. You will see those opportunities. Sometimes it takes those challenges to really call you into the battle. Stop weeping and wailing about the challenges of your life. Sometimes you need a lion to roar at you. Sometimes you need an issue and a challenge to push against you, to really launch you into the next phase of your life. Stop resisting it. Rise up higher. You know, if the lion that day, that that lion on that fateful day, if it had known that Samson was was a lion killer, if he had only known that a lion killer was in the area, he would have kept quiet. But that roar of that lion, what is undoing that day? Some of us in this situation right now, those issues, those peculiar issues that are coming against you, oh, they are doomed for failure. Because a lion killer is arising out of this place. A Goliath crusher is arising out of this place. A bear destroyer is arising out of this place. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word that capacitates us. That gives us the power to face those giants that, 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 that seek to torment us. And bring them down. With five stones and a sling. Armed with the glory of his God, David brought down Goliath. I pray today that every Goliath that confronts your people in this house today, Lord, they will come down in the name of Jesus as we step out and as we step forth, as we go out into our everyday lives. Lord, I declare that giants come down. Giants come down. Every wall of opposition comes down. Every wall of Jericho that has been strictly shut up against your people. Walls that say you cannot enter. Walls that say you cannot do. Walls that say you cannot aspire. Those walls come down in the name of Jesus. If there are mental walls, they come down. If there are physical walls, they come down. If there are financial walls, they come down. In the name of Jesus. Because you always lead us in triumphant procession. You will lead us in this season. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. And if you're ready to awaken the warrior within you and go out there and face those giants and bring them down, can you just lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord? Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you all over this room. We thank you. Thank you because the shout of victory will resound in this place. From the north to the south. From the east to the west. Shouts of victory. 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 victory! In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, there might be someone in this house right now who is still asking the question, how do I even begin? It's not my type. When you describe giant killers, lion killers, it's not my type. There's nothing about me that speaks to giant killing. Let me share a bit of my story with you. All my life, I never thought God would use someone like me. I didn't think that it was the quiet, not eloquent, in my estimation, people that God wanted to use or have his hand upon. But there's something about God and the God of all grace. Come on!